On this episode of NC Raw, we talked to a former guest, Lauren Garvey, and Sue Polston of Sunrise Community and Wellness Center. We bring them on the show because next week, Sunrise is hosting the first state peer recovery conference in Asheville, North Carolina. And we wanted to talk about that conference. We wanted to kind of promote that. Um, it was a good conversation. I did enjoy talking to both of them and having Lauren back and talking about the things that she's doing in her life these days. And I was really curious as to what it exactly it is that Sunrise does. I've heard so many amazing things about that organization. And I just kind of wanted to pick Sue's brain about what it is that they do over there. And my man Caleb was here kind of challenging us to set some some personal goals for us. So this episode is broadcast live from the Comfort Inn of Silva, North Carolina. They are a rec- huge recovery ally. Um, if you are traveling to the area, I would highly suggest you giving them some love. They can be found by visiting choicehotels.com and they are located at 1235 East Main Street. If you're booking some holiday visits to the mountains or anything like that, definitely hit them up. They're a huge supporter of recovery and a supporter of NC Raw and what we do. So give them some love. That being said, give it up. Give some love to Miss Lauren Garvey and Sue Polston. Individual, living the miracle, standing divisible, connected to God and my physical essence of my spiritual presence is visible. Totally leaving you unaware of my mental subliminal. Used to be a criminal, living so minimal. But things have changed in my life is going through different intervals. Finding that balance is significantly difficult. Timing is everything, so my timing is critical. Rhyming is literal, the unforgettable. It's why I stand before you impeccably so presentable. I give respect to you, know that I am respectable. I've always wanted acceptance, is that acceptable? I give the rival expected to be exceptional And I'm a grown man, handle business like a professional I am incredible, Leo conventional And you stopping me from chasing my dreams is unprofessional The opinions expressed in this podcast are the views of the NCR team and the individuals interviewed We do not consider ourselves to be mental health professionals Our mission is to explore the various pathways to recovery and to give a voice to those affected by or involved in the care of substance use disorders. Some content may be mature for younger audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Ready, set, go. Caleb McCoy. What's up, man? Episode 27 of the NC Raw podcast. I was flying by. We got a hell hell of a show in plan for tonight, huh? I don't know what's going on, man. I don't know. You, you've been just pawning me off to all kinds of different things. I thought I was going to get strung up earlier. <laughs> Showed up to that thing. It was good. It was good. You went and spoke tonight? Yep. Over in Franklin? Yep. NAACP? Yeah. <laughs> it's so wild. 
I didn't even know that they had a chapter around here until until um, Enrique got Let's a hold see if of me. Can't nominate me for president. There you go. And I think Enrique is president. Is yeah, I Caleb believe McCoy he is. For president, vice uh, vice president. I swear, vice like praise. there's been a couple weeks in the last couple months where we've taken like a week off from the podcast and we haven't done a show. And during those weeks when we do that, it feels like it's just been forever. Like the last time I was here was just two weeks ago with Caleb. It was just me and him. We didn't have a guest, and it does not feel like it was two weeks ago. It feels like it was like months ago. Um, and then on the weeks where we've had like multiple shows where we've done like some remote deals and things like that, it didn't feel like it was like back to back to back. Like it just felt like a normal, normal week. So mm-hmm. we got some amazing ladies with us tonight. Hey. One familiar face, Ms. Lauren Garvey. Hey guys. Hey. Back for round two. For round two. And Ms. Sue Polston. Hey. What's up, Sue? Representing How you doing? Sunrise. Representing Sunrise. Yep. I am. <laughs> <laughs> sure am. What um what do you guys do over at Sunrise? Like what is your role over there and how'd you get involved with that? And we're just gonna kinda like spitball a little bit until and before we get into the into the gist of the conversation. Um, for anybody that's tuning into the live stream. Sue has made some arrangements for us to give away one free admission to both days of the upcoming State Peer Support Conference taking place next Wednesday and Thursday over in Asheville. And so we're going to raffle off admissions tonight so if you're watching this broadcast live and you're interested in not only attending the event but attending it for no cost raise your hand in the comments drop your name down there make it very clear that you want your name in the hat and within about 45 minutes or an hour or so we're gonna we're gonna draw a name out of the hat and see who who gets this who gets this amazing prize that Sunrise has offered to give away to you guys. We do... Oh, man. Yeah, yeah I know. It's the dang Wi-Fi here. Hey, is uh, hook it up to somebody's phone. You can try it. We're going to drop this, drop this broadcast. It's back on now. Um, it's real blurry, though. It's blurry. Is it? Yeah, it usually kind of like works itself out. Um, if you're interested in... If you're interested in finding and getting us a, a studio where that we can get some solid Wi-Fi, go ahead and drop your name in the comments too, <laughs> and because uh, we're lo- we love we love what the Comfort Inn offers us and what they give us. However, the Wi-Fi just isn't the best. Hook us up to a cell phone, Rob. I can. I'll have to cancel that whole. I'm gonna have to cancel it out. I think. Tur- reshare again? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. It's really blurry, though. Isn't it? Usually kind of... Yeah. I just want to know what's in that bag over there. Which one? What kind of food you got over there? Chick-fil-A salad? Yeah. salad. What's in the other bag? I'm kind of surprised you didn't bring a salad. So drop your names in the comments <laughs> if you guys... If you guys want a ticket to the conference, and we'll, we go. we're going to go in-depth tonight about what is taking place hmm. next week and what you have to look forward to and what kind of what's on the line. So go ahead, drop your name down there, and we will be raffling that off in a little bit. So, Sue. Yes. What's going on? What's up? 
Um, yeah, come on, tell me. Yeah, I want to know about Sunrise. I want to know about you. I want to know about what you do there, what okay. Sunrise does. Um, well, we'll start with me and then go on into Sunrise. So I am a person in long-term recovery. I just came up on, or I just celebrated in five years. Yeah, clean. girl, that's what's <laughs> up. And Y'all um, heard that, five years. Five years, yeah. Yeah. woo! Yeah. And uh, about three Three years ago, um, I went to a peer support training, got certified to be a peer support specialist. Um, in about coming up on two years, it'll be two years in January, I've been yep. with Sunrise. Sunrise Community for Recovery and Wellness in Asheville. In Asheville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you better when you got a little closer, yeah. <laughs> and um, it is the first, of its, the first ever of its kind in Western North Carolina, being it's a peer-run, operated, and managed organization. Mm-hmm. We are a 501c3 nonprofit. Um, our board of directors is 51% or more, which is a lot higher. I think it's in the 70s or 80s right now, percent um, of people in recovery too. So we're all, wow. yeah. From, from the bottom down da- up. Yep, is yep, all, yep. That's beautiful. Yep. And the other, the other smaller percentage are all recovery allies. Um, and everyone is just really passionate about recovery, mm-hmm. you know? And so... I started there two years ago as a program coordinator um, and then moved over as we grow. So we've grown. So in the last two years, we went from two, two staff to we have like 22 people on our nice. payroll. Yes. Yeah. So it's like boosh fast. Um, we had some really good <clears throat> grant writers and um, got us lots of grants and lots of which enabled us to, you know, employ other certified peers and make a, a living wage and I don't know we're just doing really fantastic things um so we have a peer uh drop-in center and that's um over on Louisiana Avenue in Asheville and uh that is just just that Monday through Friday nine to five um we will be closed during the conference so that all of our staff can take advantage Ooh. of it um but other than that, and we provide different groups. We have outside groups that we um, open the doors to and let them come in, like AA, Refuge, um, Smart Recovery. Um, we have Reiki that comes in on Fridays now, and, or twice a month on Fridays. Um, so we have a whole bunch of, of uh, recovery and wellness activities, and you can find that on our website, too, um, which is sunriseinashville.org. Um, and let's see. We have other programs that have, you know, transpired. One being, I'll go in order how they came. So we have a felony diversion program, and I see Justin is on on the live here listening, and he is one of our peers that um, is running that over there at the JRC, which is the Justice Resource Center located on the 15th floor of the courthouse. And then um, he has Allison, who also supports him. The county, the program has done so well, the felony diversion. Um, these pe- The people that are, are charged with a class one or class, or I'm sorry, schedule one or schedule two uh, possession charge with little or no offense background, can be eligible for this program, and so far, 
Um, and Justin can maybe pipe in and say how many people have graduated. I know they have like, I want to see they're they're getting close to 60 participants right now. Wow. Yeah. So the county, it, it, we first went on a grant and the county believed in it so much that it's on their regular budget. And yeah. probably because of the rate of success and what right. they saw. Absolutely. There's, there's a very, <clears throat> the rate of success percentage is um, pretty high and I'm hoping 22 graduates. 22, yeah, <laughs> we just got the... That's beautiful, man. That's so yeah. beautiful. Um, and basically, it's a six six to nine-month program where the people um, check in with the peer support, um, get connected with um, different things in the community, do some community service, um, and then upon completion, they can their charters will be dropped. So it's a really cool deal. And Caleb's locked out. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back, Caleb. You, you forgot your green tea, man. Um, that's amazing. Now, Lauren, when you were on the podcast and we were kind of going through your story and um, discussing how you came to where you are today, you spoke very highly of the role that Sunrise played in... Mm-hmm you being able to sustain long-term recovery right. and kind of um, do the things that you're doing now. Yeah. What, what was that like for you in early recovery? And how did you even like, how did you even stumble upon what they had going on over there? Oh, it's, it's cool that you actually talked about that because um, recently, so what it was like for me is I was in jail uh, and I was kind of like, man, I really don't want to go back out and do that. Um, and that's actually when a lady through Sunrise was coming in and they were doing groups, you know, and I heard her say some things like, you don't have to live like that anymore and you can come here and here's some resources. And she was actually uh, one of the first people I went to. and I was like, I need help, but I don't know what that looks like. And when I did, she gave me Sunrise's card and told me, when you get out, come here. And that's what I did. And when I did... I was, you know, nobody was telling me what to do. Nobody said, you got to do it this way. I was like, I want treatment. You know, they looked up treatment centers for me. They sat with me while I figured it out. They, like, I didn't have any clothes. They pointed me in the direction of clothes. They gave me a free bus pass so I could get around town. Like, they just did all these things for me. Uh, and I just remember how selfless and how, like, there was nothing expected in return. And how important that was at that low point in my life for me. Um, what's great about that story now is that I actually get to go back into the same jail and mm-hmm. do the same group that uh, helped me when I got out, and I get to look at those women. And I've actually had some of the officers like come in there and be like, "This Lauren, we know like they were <laughs> they want these ladies to you know they want them to see that like it doesn't matter. I've been to that jail forty times." Wow. And now, um, you know, and by the, it was just God's grace that I got to go back in at all because they uh-huh. were very skeptical. They were like, I don't know. They, the officers might look at you funny, and some of them do, you know, but there's a lot of them that are like, this is amazing. Like, this is absolutely amazing. You can help these women. And I'm just super blessed that, like, they, you know, Sue said earlier, like that full circle, you know, and I'm, uh, I, I technically work for Sunrise is a part-time peer support for the Respite House, which is another amazing program that they've started that I hope start popping up all over the nation. You know, it's just great, um, wonderful resource. But uh, as far as, like, what it looked like for me when I first got out of jail, it was just, it was just that selfless, feeling safe, you know, just, like, those little things. Like, here's a bus pass so you can go get some clothes and a meal, you know, things like that. And uh, 
you know, they also, I, I know they helped me push me through the door to get into first too, because that's a yeah. long waiting list. Uh-huh. And I know that they put in some, some words that like, this girl wants this. And, um, yeah. and I graduated that program. So it worked really great for me. I'm super grateful for Sunrise. Always will be. So you tell me your first impressions of Lauren when she came walking through the door. She there. actually first came right as I was coming. Like, so we, she got out of jail and came to Sunrise right, right before I was going mm-hmm. um, to start volunteering and became employed there. So I remember the story because I heard about it through Gina and Kevin and Char. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> I seen and I met uh, Lauren face-to-face when she came to apply. And um, I interviewed her and hired her for the PRN at the respite center. And, um, yeah, got her hooked up with the jail and... It's amazing. Yes. Yep. What, um, have you been there since about the beginning? Almost. Um, so it's been open just over two years. July was two years that the actual doors were open at that mm-hmm. location. And then, um, um, it opened in July and I came in January as a employee. So how far bit. along in your personal recovery were you when you, Came on as an employee. Um, so, let me see. Five, four, three. Just over three years. What were you doing in your personal life, like, leading up to that? Um, so, my my foundation came from Buncombe County Jail as well. And um, <clears throat> I went to a 90-day rehab in Black Mountain. And then I was released on drug court and new life recovery residences. And... That's kind of the foundation and, and, and stuff. And like I said, um, drug court actually helped pay for me to become certified. This was before it became so cheap. Yeah. <laughs> um, but still, it's amazing that, that that is a part of the process. Oh, yeah. In that drug treatment program. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it was momentarily. It looks like it's back on over here, so it should be catch up with you in a second. I saw it b- bump for a second. We got to get a Wi-Fi hotspot or something because this just isn't working. I'm gonna have to stop by. So you're getting lots before. of love on the feed. I know it. All right? the feet. Turn All some Sue up. You see that? <laughs> Turning some <laughs> Sue up. Um, so let's <laughs> just to reiterate: if you guys want a chance to win a free admission to the first ever state peer support conference, is that correct? First one ever. Yes, first it time? is the first That's one ever. The only Mayhack said we legally could not say the first annual unless we guaranteed to have the second annual. So, so we got to okay. start guaranteeing. We have, huh? yeah. We have I'm to sure that y'all are already planning the second. Oh, yeah, one. yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. it'll be easier next one. time. Yeah. <laughs> it will. Get through the first. One. Drop your name down there in the comments. Let us know you're going to get a chance to win win it later on. So, um, before we get really down into like the, the details of the conversation, I do want to take care of a little bit of housekeeping stuff. The first is we have some anniversaries. We always recognize our listeners for doing an amazing job in recovery and hitting these milestones. So um, there's a running post on our Facebook page. Drop your dates down there. Let us know what's going on because we want to give you some love every week. And the first person that we have today is Jessica Johnson. Jessica Johnson just celebrated two years. Oh, what's up, Jessica? Proud of you, girl. Uh Keep going. Uh, On this past 11th. How long? Two years. All right. What's up? And the second person that we have is Miss Lauren Garvey. 
What? Who's that? Who is that? Sitting right next to me <laughs> today. Cool. Celebrated two years back on the 6th. Yes. So last week while we were on vacation. So um, amazing job. I've seen you grow just in the short period, very, very, very short period of time yeah. that I've known you. Since the last time you were on the podcast, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was kind of like, that was kind of like you're coming out. Yeah. Right? Oh, like yeah, you were kind of sure. like somewhat mm-hmm. doing your own thing, mm-hmm. but not really like super public about it. Right. Now you come walking in with your change agent shirt on. Change agent. Philip Cooper. Posting selfies <laughs> on Instagram like my boy Caleb over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen you grow so much. And just like, I've only, like, what has it been, like three or four months yeah, since, yeah. We've, since we've met? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm super proud of you, Lauren Garvey. Thank you. I just love too, what you Lauren. guys are Me doing. I'm, I'm envious of you guys just for like being out there in Asheville and having like those opportunities. It's not like all these things that are going on out there. It's not that there's more barriers out here in this kind of rural. I agree. Um, yeah. What do you mean? What kind of barriers? Just about like it? the funding and stuff and the support from local agencies, governments, thing like that. Like we, we really have to advocate hard just to get a little piece of the pie. You know what I mean? Hey, before we move on, Kobe, how long you got? Three weeks. Three weeks. Yay. So we have a sit-in audience member. Kobe Henry. Kobe Henry. The amazing Kobe. The amazing Kobe Henry is Get over here on camera, Kobe. Come say say hi, Kobe. You said three weeks? Give give a wave to the camera. Get on in there. I can't see you, man. There he is. Uh, yeah, everybody give Kobe a shout awesome out. Awesome job, some man. Love. It's a pleasure to meet you, bro. I look forward to, we to got having you here. on. Yeah, I just told him that when we were yeah. setting up. I was like, dude, let's do a show. I think that when we're done here, we're just going to turn around and do a podcast with these two. So. There you go. A <laughs> um, couple community events that we want to promote um, that are taking place. Uh, the first is Down Home of Haywood is hosting their October community meeting on October 25th. What's that? From 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, all this information can be found on the Down Home of Haywood's Facebook page or um, by visiting our page. I'll share them out. Um, they're like planning. They're, they're inviting a bunch of groups in. They're Down Home, Down Home of Haywood is an advocacy organization, grassroots organization, where they kind of support and teach those lower-class individuals how to advocate for themselves when it comes to housing. Come on, man. That's not stigma, is it? Those low-class individuals. Lower-class individuals, yeah. How to advocate for (laughs) jobs, how to advocate for... I said that the other day, man. That's why I recognize it quick. Advocate for jobs, (laughs) how to advocate for housing, affordable housing, how to advocate for health care. Let's try to figure out a better way we can describe it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, People that struggling with... uh, How do me and Caitlin describe this the other day? It just doesn't sound good. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I don't know. But that's going to be at the 3 Newfound Street in Canton, North Carolina. It's October 25th from 6 to 8 p.m. They're inviting anybody and everybody to come out and talk about um, jobs and wages, the opioid epidemic, affordable housing, and health care for those that might need it. So, um, Did you I, say the 25th? Yeah, October 25th. Hmm. And that's from 6 to 8 p.m. So if you happen to make it to the um, peer support conference, 
Wednesday and Thursday, the 24th and 25th, you can just get in your car and drive right on over to this event afterwards if, if you want to have a day full of um, advocacy and recovery-related stuff. So Sunrise Community for Recovery and Wellness is hosting the Peer State, State Peer Support Conference at the MAHEC in Asheville. Everyone's welcome to attend. It's a two-day conference of wellness programs, guest speakers, exhibits from vendors, and networking. You do not have to be a peer support specialist to attend or participate. Uh, however, there is a affordable registration fee. Very. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you receive CEU credits if you are a professional working in the field. Um, and the price of the admission compared to what you get and the opportunities that you'll be granted, it, it's definitely an affordable opportunity. Uh, again, that's at the Mountain Area Health Education Center at 121 Hendersonville Road in Asheville. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, October 24th, starting at 8.30 a.m. Yep. till like, what, 5-ish? Um, <clears throat> I think the first day is, uh, let me see, I got the schedule right here. Registration is 8 to 8.30, and then the last um, the last group to speak will be 3.45 to 4.15. So figure 4.15, 4.30 to be finished up on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, it says 4.15. I think um, it might go to almost 5 on Thursday. I could okay. be wrong, but I think, you know, almost 5. If Richie is speaking on Thursday, it's going to go till 5. Or 5.30. Richie Taylor. I can't Richie. wait. I haven't no, seen him since Love your class. class. Love we're not bro. really kidding. <laughs> we're not. Class. Caleb, Caleb, what did you do last week when we didn't have a podcast? How, what did you do? I haven't seen you in a couple weeks, man. You got a cool shirt. I know that. Yeah, I know. That is pretty nice. Exclusive. Definitely. Um, what did I do last week? Man, I don't, I don't even remember. What did I do? I don't have your assistant here to find out. What I, know, I, know, <laughs> I know yesterday I done a, a marathon, a trail race. There you go. How'd that go? Feels like my quad's been beat with ball bats. <laughs> for real. <laughs> we got a year. We got real. less than a year until the Pacific Highway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm she was, she was picking my brain a little bit about yeah. it. I'm excited. She's down to, she's down to hit the road. I'm gonna do we got we I got a lot do. of research to do, mm-hmm. figure out routes right. and stuff. But it's that's gonna it yeah. makes it fun. You Everyone know I, mean? I tell them about, they're like, you know, that's really hard, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, right. that's the feedback that's the, I get back. That's the idea, <laughs> right? That's no, why that's we're really doing hard. it. So that, that's what they say. Yeah, <laughs> I told my right. sister, she's like, you know, that's really hard, right? <laughs> well, to, to what the planning or the actual? No, to like actually go forth and do it. We made a woman yesterday that had done the Continental Divide Trail, the Pacific Coast Trail, and the AT. I, the total amount of hiking she done on those three hikes was over eight thousand miles. Yeah, uh, it's triple she, diamond. Yeah, it was a, the triple crown they called it. Yeah, yeah, she was a, she was pretty cool. <laughs> Susan Hornbuckle. Yeah. What I what I need to know from you because I I spent some time last week researching routes and things like that when I was because we were on fall break from school and I didn't have mm-hmm. class and uh, I I traveled to Florida to visit my family. And I did some research while I was there. And what I need to know from you is because you had talked about like wanting to like keep it close to the coast. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of like did some research weeks ago, and the Pacific Coast Trail is it's more, more inland. inland. Yeah, but it's more of like a direct route, you mm-hmm. know, from Canada south. So 
I guess my question to you is, do you want to try to do it coastal? Because it can be done. Mm -hmm. It might take a little bit longer time. We might have to, like, put in additional safety precautions. Um, Like caravan kind of, like, protection type things to Mm -hmm. keep it safe and maybe not travel as far of distances each day because it's kind of, like, it's not as direct of a route. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if that was something that you'd be more interested in, the advantage to keeping it coastal would be like, you're closer to like major cities where people could come out and see us. The Pacific coast trail, it's rural, bro. Mm -hmm. It is, it's like doing the AT. Like it is as rural as it gets. It's strenuous. It's mountainous. Um, but you see the ocean on the highway one, right? Yeah. On the highway one, you're kind of on the ocean, you know, that sort of thing. And then if you, if you decide to do the coastal, route it's possible and I, I told you i reached out to some folks out there um what on an hour like what are you thinking like 30 to 50 miles a day on the bike on the bike on the oh. bike we'll be a lot more than that I believe. are you biking yeah. or you want to run we're gonna do bike we'll split it up we're gonna split it up okay i think the the bike the first half of the race you want to bike the first half yeah Janae, you're taking notes over here for me? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. We're going to start training. <laughs> but, so. I mean, I'm thinking like running about 30 miles a day. Okay. Five, six days a week. Okay. I was thinking about it yesterday. I was doing that marathon. I was uh, seven weeks, six, seven weeks. And we'll drive some. Yeah. We'll drive some. Obviously, yeah. we're going to have to to cover that distance. Mm-hmm. But on the bike, I mean, we should really, really push ourselves. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah. You been training? Uh, getting there. Uh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I started doing personal training. I know. I seen your little. Girls, I seen your yeah. post covering the sweat. I'm like, how's that going, man? Go. It's going good. I got up this morning, ran that marathon to get done till like five yesterday. Um, drove back from Georgia. Took about two and a half hours. Got a little rest. Got up this morning at five o'clock in the morning. Started training some girls. Um. Started working part part. Yeah, what's up with that, man? Just need a little cash, man. Trying to get my hustle on. Yeah. You know how it is. I do. So, yeah. A full-time recovery line, man. Full-time servant. Recovery line. Full-time servant. Full-time recovery line. Personal trainer. Mm -hmm. And now part-time gig. Mm -hmm. That's tight, man. Love it, dude. I went to Florida last week. I know. I visited my family. Um, It was... uh, It was... It was a, an amazing experience. How long did you stay? I was there for like 10 days. Dang. Um, this is the first time since I've moved up here in early 2015 that I've gone back without an agenda, without going for a specific reason. Last couple times was like my sister's wedding. So it's like wedding stuff the whole time. Time before was my stepmother's funeral, so it was like family stuff all time. So this time I just went like because I was just ready for a get to get away. And I tell you what, man i I was able to reconnect with some folks from my past that a lot of people that I never even thought to like talk to again, you know. But people that were very close to me that I hadn't seen in five, ten years, um, people that played an influential role in, you know, some of the good and the bad. 
of my past. That was awesome. Like the the best part about it um was like the majority of the folks who I ran into, who I met, we'd go out to lunch, go out to dinner, things like that. Um, the majority of the folks that I ran into and that I kind of like reconnected with, it was beautiful to see them also kind of get their life in the right direction. And like what I took away from these like conversations and um, these meetings is that like a lot of people, a lot of people are able to kind of figure it out on their own. I'm not one of those type of people, but a lot of people are. Like, they just, like, whatever, get married, start a family, and they're, like, forced to change their lives. Or they just realize that they're, like, getting a little bit older and it's time to kind of, like, settle down. And that was, like, the common theme from, like, all of my, like, high school friends and even before that that I, like, connected with was that, like, they pretty much like have their life on a, on the right track and are doing the right things. Some of them might like they might still drink a little bit or might like smoke some weed or something like that, but it's not like they have it together. You know what I mean? And I, I I'm totally not one of those types of people. Like it took severe consequences, severe consequences for me to to get my life together. But it was just beautiful to like see these people that I never, never expected to even connect with. I just threw a post up and I was like, "Hey, I'm coming to Tampa. Does anybody wanna wanna hook up?" And the response, they, a lot of them responded, and a lot of them, we went to lunch, we hung out, just a few, a couple times, and like, people, I don't know, people kind of like they figure it out, whether it's whether it's like through a treatment facility, whether it's through like marriage and kind of like family life and that sort of thing. However it is, they kind of like just tend to figure it out. There was more positivity and more um, than there was people still kind of like living that lifestyle. It was definitely outweighing, the, the, the positive was definitely outweighing the negative. When you say living that lifestyle, what kind of stuff are they, what kind of stuff are they still doing? Well, uh, were they doing? Yeah, back in the day, like rolling hard with me, like now. Just like they still, they still doing it. Exercising, a lot of a couple of my buddies were like real heavy in like workout programs and like getting their getting their bodies in shape, um, and really like using that kind of like the way that you do as a tool to, um, to promote wellness in their lives. I think that was the big thing in, in families. I think those were the two things that like that that were were predominant in these in these conversations. Um, they def you know a lot of them weren't abstaining from using alcohol. You know they might still have like a couple beers on a Friday night at home. Mm-hmm. You know, but not like hitting the bars in the streets like we used to back in the day. You know what I mean? And it was just nice to see, like, people that I didn't think would. I never thought I would. Mm -hmm. But people that I didn't think would. So, like, my week was, there was a lot of gratitude in my life last week. (laughs) 
<laughs> losing my mind. This Wi-Fi is killing me, bro. I'm losing my mind. Yeah, it pops right. up and it pops down. I can see it right there. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just that's what I did all week. You know, uh, good quality time with the family. Sober October. We haven't talked about that. We haven't. Sober I've been. I've been. October. Yeah, dude. I don't think I've heard of that. That's you have pretty not? Catchy though. I stole I like it. That. I stole it. Yeah. That's yeah. Radio <laughs> Rob's deal there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I I challenged everybody to a obviously not a, not only people who we in our circles are typically in recovery. So sober October is um, a wellness commitment, mm-hmm. right? So we set some goals. What was mine? I don't know. I don't know I if I ever heard you. Yeah, I, I said <laughs> something. Working out, but we working set, out like four or five <laughs> times a week or something. Outside of abstaining from using drugs and alcohol, uh-huh. we also committed to a. Um, physical element and I was going to do 15 days of running and 15 days of yoga <laughs> he's looking at me like that <laughs> why is that going like that it's going all right man come on I now took, I how took, many days you got in uh, you might have to start doing two days I'm gonna KJ. have to do some two days because I took the weekends off so the Friday Saturday Sunday mm-hmm. this past Friday Saturday and Sunday I took off because there's just it was just the weekend stuff it's More only, it's only the 15th the yeah. okay so I got to do three two a days okay uh, to get only to get caught back up, right? But I got some I got some good plans. But I can I can see this like rolling into um, more of a long term mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. like a long term commitment. It's not just gonna it doesn't end in October at October thirty first. It doesn't end on Halloween. It's gonna continue um, because in a short period of time, like I can feel a difference. Uh, Mom, I totally love you, Mom. Good good. The streams down, Mom. I totally love you. But like you know, I like I eat healthy as heck, dude. I'm like the healthiest eater. Like I eat vegetables, maybe a little bit of like chicken and stuff like that. But like I eat super healthy. And I was down there, and Mama Dukes was just feeding me not the kind of stuff that I need to feed. Kind of dosy to the point where like I felt it in my body. I was just like, oh my gosh, I feel like crap. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. Like I felt it. Um, it was it was difficult. It was just like it was just like you know like chicken, fried chicken, and like just stuff that I don't normally eat. Fried mm-hmm. chicken, pizza, go out to eat pasta, stuff like that. Just stuff that I don't normally eat. Felt it, dude. Heartburn at night. I haven't had heartburn since I quit drinking f- over four years ago. <laughs> heartburn almost every night. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good. So, Miss Sue, yes, tell us what could somebody expect. Oh, I said it's failed to reconnect. Yeah, because a bunch us, of people are saying it's not here. They're not hearing it. Okay. Keep, tell us what someone can expect from the conference next week. What are you guys going to be doing? What are we going to be talking about? Sure. What, what's that going to be like? Can you turn your hotspot on? Yeah. You want me to talk about it now or wait? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, so we have a, a really amazing lineup of different keynote speakers, um, and Kevin Mahoney did an amazing job putting that together um, and reaching out <clears throat> to everyone. Um, and so we have... Um, it says it's working. Is it? On day one, we have um, Mark Burroughs, Christine Cooper, Andrea Morris, which is who I did my peer support training with, Um Tiffany, I'm not going to chop up her last name, but she's at the JRC on the 15th floor, like I was talking about earlier. 
um, <clears throat> Ken Shoesland, and I believe the last one were, is changed up a little bit, and I, I think it's going to be Sunrise staff on a panel doing, like, question and answers. I think we're still going to do that, um, but that might change, too. Don't keep that in stone. And then on day two, <clears throat> we're, we're going to have Richie Tannerhill. If you're in recovery, you know Richie. Okay. <laughs> um, and <clears throat> we're also going to have people from um, mandated services and stages of change, Lindsay Parrott and Christine Hayes, who are peer support specialists, Reed Smith deal, um, and we'll have Carrie Aker, Karen Lumpkin, and then... Um, on the second day at the end, we're also going to do a peer support panel discussion. Um, and then we have some amazing um, vendors and sponsors that have helped, helped us out. Um, <clears throat> so Mayhack is providing um, the coordination, helping us with the coordination and the place to have it, providing the 12 and a half CEUs um, and contact hours and um, via health and APNC, the Addiction Professionals of North Carolina, um, Shining Star Center, Crestview Recovery Center, Universal. We've had a couple of add-ons since then, since this was posted, like RHA. Um, and I don't remember without checking my emails. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there, <clears throat> there's going to be a, a light breakfast in the mornings during registration. And then we'll be in one, one big conference room. Um, and the speakers will change throughout the day. You know, we'll have breaks in between. We'll be able to go to the vendor post and probably get some free swag. And um, like I said, 12 and a half hours of CEUs. And if you, Christine has posted the link for Mayhack on there. Kirsten. That's what I wanted Kirsten. to do. Kirsten. Sorry, Kirsten. And um, if she'll if she'll post it in the new yeah video, I'll pin it up on Is the she top. She in there? Let's see. Are we in a new one? Kirsten. Yeah. She's good at. Are you on? Are you on the hotspot? I'm on your hotspot. Really? Baby. It's working yeah. now. Yeah. Does it look better? Share it out. Mm-hmm. Share it out. You didn't have to put out. my password in. No, it said. No, it said Caleb's uh, Caleb's Wi-Fi, and I just uh, connected. I was wanting. To... <laughs> My password's pretty cool. Recovery you wanted, line. To, you wanted to give it out. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to look at it. My, my, yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, no! Look, it, do, it just said trying to reconnect. Yeah. I don't it. think it is. It's not. It's not showing up on my phone as. It's connected. like really blurry, but it's. Well, my. Is it internet uh, won't uh, even connect now at all? Samantha, it's working online, but it's just looking crazy. All right, come on. Technical difficulties. Guess who's back? Back I'm again. Sunrise is back. It never fails. Right. We try to do something like a giveaway or something like that, and it just right. This is like the first. Oh, time there we go. Oh. There we go. Oh, is this again? Mine says interrupted. No, I'm connected now. It says connected. Oh, okay. So now we gotta do it again. Yeah. Yeah. One more time. Wait, seriously? Seriously. I just no, it still says trying to reconnect. That's hey, all right. Can I use that charger tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, you need to. Yes, please. Yeah. So, this is really quick. while we're trying to get this thing connected here, Lauren Grob, are you going to go to the conference? You gonna uh, be there? Yeah, you already know. What do you, know what do you expect from there? Uh, I'm really just hoping to, you know, make connections, see what other people are doing in the community, seeing, um, you know, like, learn even more about Sunrise, too, you know. Um, 
I just really like getting involved and, and meeting people and making connections and, you know, see, see what the future holds for peer support and, you know, for recovery always. So uh, I'm excited. I know a lot, quite a few people that are attending it too. And um, I, I hope that there's one next year also. So we'll be pushing for well, that. Well, make too. it happen. Make it happen. Make you it happen. Here, Sue. Take the, take the lead. <laughs> Janae, you, um, you got a list of folks that have commented Look I it. have a couple people. You got a couple people who want it? Come on. Right, I know there's cool. more people. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Are we back? So this this ticket is a $60 value. And um, for the two days, uh, 12 and a half hours of, of uh, CEUs, you get um, $60, which is amazing. And, but you have to get your registration in by Wednesday. After Wednesday, early registration is over, and it's $75. So get on the website now. Um of Mayhack and register if you don't win tonight. <laughs> so that's this that's this Wednesday, yeah. two days from today. Otherwise, the price goes up. You can still go, but it's seventy five instead of sixty. What does your personal recovery look like now? Five days later, five years later, five days later, five days. <laughs> well, five days later, I was still in jail. Uh-huh. <laughs> five years later, um, so part of my story was um, just low self esteem abusive relationships, um, in and out of jail. So in the last five years, I've not caught any new charges. So that's a bonus. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. I am, um, I've got both of my daughters back with me full time. Um, and that happened about one was two and a half years ago and one was two years ago. Um, and I hadn't had them since they were babies and they're teenagers. So that was like a miracle just all by itself. Um, and then, um, my husband, who has four years clean today, yeah, congratulations! Um, th- that has been like my. You didn't speak up when we were giving. I was going to, but <laughs> what? Oh, go ahead and say that again. All right, David Polson is celebrating his four years sober anniversary today. Um, Congrats, buddy! So, um, and we had um, we became friends like right after he got clean. And um, so I've watched him grow the whole time, and it's been pretty amazing. Um, and so with my recovery, it's, the you know, one of the first ever healthiest relationships I've ever had. Um, and we are homeowners. Uh, we have a dog. <laughs> and uh, um, we have really, really good, um, really good jobs, careers. And so I don't know. My recovery, even a couple of years ago, like I – so a, f- a few years back, I was thinking, wow, five, three years, that's, that's going to be amazing. And when I got to three years, I was like, oh, my gosh, my life is beyond what I w- ever expected. And now I just, you know, and it keeps escalating. It keeps going up and getting better. And just it's, it's I don't know, it's beyond my wildest dreams, really. I often feel like that, like, I can't even, like, I have trouble reflecting on the person that I was before. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's just like a a different life. Yeah. Um, do you, what does your daily like routine work life look like? And what do you do on, on a daily basis? And then how do you balance that personal recovery with the work life? So it has been a work in progress, right? Always. Always. Um, and, um, just learning, through my personal recovery, learning more about myself, 
um, and knowing my limits, knowing, you know, when I'm getting overwhelmed or, you know, just um, just really trying to stay in tune with me and, and you know. Um, like a, an introspective type awareness yeah. of what's going on. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's been ups and downs in my recovery as well as my work life. Just, but it all comes back to me. You know, it's all, you know, I'm the one that's overwhelmed. So what can I do to make it different? You know, um, and self-care is so important and self-care for me is many different things. Um, it could be just staying at home and not, you know, not doing anything, or it could be going to get a massage. Um, let's see, just all kinds of things going. Um, I really enjoy spending time with my kids when they'll let that happen now that they're teenagers and all grown acting. Um, but, um, yeah, so I've been in the recovery field since about three, well, just over three years ago. So I was a halfway house manager at New Life, and then um, I worked at Family Preservation, and then I came to Sunrise. Um, and it's just, like I said, just been figuring it out day by day sometimes and changing, changing it up when needed. What um, when you do start when you do become overwhelmed, whether it's through work, whether it's through raising teenagers, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, or both, <laughs> whether it's through raising a dog, what um what do, what do you do when you notice that moment? That's yeah. like I have to take action. I'm about to lose my shit. Yeah. Whatever's going on, like what is it? What do you what do you turn to? What do you go to? What do you um, for me, prayer, meditation, time out, um, just refocusing my energy, music. I love to like jam out in my car and it's music and just like bump like I'm <laughs> bad and <laughs> gangster. <laughs> Strap rap. So yeah. if, if you ever see Sue rolling down the street bumping like she's gangster, be careful. She might be yeah. having a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> Just honk and say, it'll be okay. <laughs> You're amazing. Um, and let's see. Just every situation is different. So, you know, sometimes it's turn the phone off which I, have, I still have a hard time to do sometimes, but um, I'm getting better at it, you know, turning it all the way on silent, flipping it over so I don't look at it, <laughs> um, and just really taking the time out. And then reprioritize, prioritize my, like, tasks that I need to do. That's, that's a huge thing because, you know, you get things at all different directions sometimes, family, work, just wherever, and then just really, like, all right, what what needs to come first? I, you know, and just breaking it down one thing at a time. <laughs> oh, what? Well, Sorry, I'm like you was looking at me. Trouble. Like, you was looking at me <laughs> like you had something to say. No, no. What's, yeah, what, just in a minute. In a minute. Um, what is it like? We have, do have some mothers in the room observing us. What is it like to uh, raise a teenager as a person in recovery, and how do you like share? those experiences, those personal direct experiences with your daughter? Daughters. Daughters. Mm -hmm. With your daughters in a way that is receptive um, and understanding because, like, 
we've all been teenagers. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I was the type of guy that was just like, I'm going to do it my way. I don't care what you have to say. There was nothing that anybody could have told me to stop me from using drugs. Right. Right. There was nothing that anybody could have told me. They could have told me drugs are awesome. Do them. And I probably wouldn't have done. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. like yeah. There, yeah. I was going to do it my way. Yep. No matter what. I was going to ma- learn on my own and make my own mistakes. Me no, too. There was nothing that you could have told me. So knowing what you know, how do you approach that with your kids? Right. So like I said, they are um, teenagers. One is um, about to be 15. And the other one is 18. They're both still in high school. Or one started high school, one's a senior in high school. And like I said, I hadn't had them since they were babies. My oldest, at two and a half, she was, I was removed. And um, my youngest is, like, I, my addiction allowed me to abandon her at, like, three, two months old, something like that. Um, and how I even got them back was beyond amazing. You know, I don't, I don't know. I just wished for the best, hope for the best, pray for, for, for the best. Um, and so when, when they came back into my home, it was a big struggle. It was a huge adjustment for all of us. For everybody. Yeah. What was the process like? Um, so my oldest, her dad just drove her up from Florida and dropped her off. Um, because he knew that you. Yeah. Cause she, she, she expressed that she, she wanted to be with me and I guess he was, you know, not treating her as well as he could have. Um, he, his addiction was probably running rampant too. Um, but yeah, so he just, he dropped her off and that was that. Um, and I, I hadn't seen her at all for like six or seven years total. Um, my youngest, when I was doing good, I could be around my sister, um, and brother-in-law took care of her, her whole life. And, um, so I got, you know, I did have to, I did have a relationship when I wasn't in jail or when I wasn't getting high with her, but, um. And then my, my youngest, I went through courts in Florida, and we did it all by the phone. And I had to go through over a year of um, different, you know, court dates, home studies, DSS, the whole nine yards until she was placed permanently back in my home. So um, all of us went through therapy. I had them in, in school, um, school therapy, and then I was in therapy just, you know, just a that wraparound, you know, did it in the beginning of my recovery, and I needed to do it then, too, um, and it, for about a year, it was a pretty intense adjustment, you know, I had my first real full-blown panic attack during that time. <laughs> I'm about to have one, right? I'm in, sitting here now, um, I hear you talking about this, Sue, and that's one of the, the things that I struggle with the most right now in my life is being a public success but a private failure like with my sons they're 12 and 13 and i have hardly any relationship with them and so being able to get here being uh, in the community and and so you know visible to everybody and everybody looking up to me and then i can't reach my boys yeah. i struggle with that yeah. i'm I mean, just sitting here i'm just like gosh, i gotta figure out a way to, to um you know some of it's out of my control mm-hmm. That's the only thing I keep doing is doing my, you know, exactly what I am and what I'm doing right now and to try to be that leader for them whenever that time comes that they can make, right. that, make that choice to come around more. That's, I mean, for real, that's the thing that I struggle with the most in my life right now is not yeah. being able to reach my I've boys. I've never heard you talk about it, actually. I haven't either. That's, that's, 
I tell me, me and Caitlin talk about this all the time. Like, man, I, you know, like, it, it sucks. You know, it's that's my biggest fear being a, a you know a private failure, <laughs> not being the, the dad that I know that I can be. Would you? Is it realistic of you to say that it's a public, a private failure when you're actually <clears throat> are you are taking steps? It's these types of I'm not doing enough. You know, I'm, I'm, I, 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 it's just hard. <laughs> um, are you not doing enough? Like, I, I, I you know, my, my oldest son, my oldest son, um, he's got an amazing mom and a, and a great stepdad. And I was about six months when he was six months old. I was, you know, full blown in my addiction and everything. And so I was never around for anything. And he holds some animosity towards me. I don't know how to bridge that gap. I don't know how to break down that barrier. Um, I don't know. I don't know. So it's that rebellious teenager that's not willing to forgive you for your past actions. That's the biggest barrier. I don't know. I've never, I've never got a really chance to talk to him. You know, there's, there's some other stuff going that, mm-hmm. going on there that I, I don't want to say. Um, but he does ask questions about me. I know that. I've, I've had several people come up and, and tell me that he's asking about me. Well, I mean, he's, I'm assuming he still lives in Cherokee? Yeah, he goes to the school up there. It's and hard, it would be impossible for him not to know what you're doing. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why he asks questions. That's why about. he's asking questions, yeah. yeah. Uh, my youngest son, uh, he's, he's always on video games and stuff like that. I actually have joint custody of him. We don't have much of a relationship, though. His mom just got out of jail. She's doing really well in recovery. Proud of her. Um, but, yeah, I just don't have much of a relationship with him, and I, I don't know how to... I don't know how to get to bridge that gap. I don't, I don't know. Well, hmm. Sue, how did... What was the process like in healing those wounds? Because mm-hmm. your daughters were a little bit older, yeah. too. So I still have that struggle with my oldest. Like we were apart so many years that when we came back together, I did not, I didn't know who she was, and she didn't know who I was. And um, I mean, even you, it was probably even difficult. You don't even know how to be a mother, right? Yeah. After, oh yeah, that being was gone for so yeah, long. Yeah. So the, during that one, that first year was was hard to find that balance. Like I'm not their buddy. I'm not their friend. Now I'm a mom to them. And how do I um, provide? a you know, effective, like, discipline or, you know, not let them walk all over me, but at the same time, you know, not not feed into that guilt that I had for leaving them all them years, you know? Um, it, 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 was a, it was a struggle. And like I said, even with my oldest right now, it's still, we don't have that really close connection because, you know, it feels like we're two different people and we didn't, you know, we didn't grow up together. So I don't, I don't really know who she is and she don't know who I am but we work on it very slowly Mm -hmm. Um, with my youngest like I said I was in and out of her life pretty consistently Um, and so we did get to grow together separately you know Mm -hmm. Um, so that relationship's a little bit different but just hang in there like in 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 time it will happen it you know it has to you're their you're their father one of the things that's really uh, bothered me the most uh, with my oldest son is he's actually came up to me and asked if he could change his last name. Mm. Dang. So you've seen him out and had contact with him? 
Yeah, yeah. So, some that I feel like there's some animosity there between his mother and and you know the what influence from her. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, as a Christian, I know God's going to restore them relationships, and I just got to keep pressing forward and doing doing the work that I'm doing. You know, and it's That's going right. to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. I believe that. Sitting here doubting. What am I talking about? I ain't going to doubt that. No doubt. You've been doing this for 18 months. Yeah. This recovery thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? That's right. And you've accomplished a lot in 18 months. And the, you're the dude. You're the dude that Public I know. Success, private failure, man. Drop that. You <laughs> drop that right now. If I hear you say that again, man. Yeah. You drop that right true. now, my friend, because that is not the Caleb McCoy that I know. The Caleb McCoy that I know is the dude that goes out and says he's going to do something and follows through with it. He goes in front of tribal council and he tells him he's going to run to Oklahoma. And six <laughs> months later, he's running to Oklahoma. That's right. Right? Appreciate he comes that, on this podcast and Appreciate he says he's, he's going to run the Pacific Coast Trail. Next July, we're running the Pacific Coast Trail. That's right. You have the power to begin very, like Sue said, very slowly mending those relationships, earning his trust, asking for his forgiveness, asking for her forgiveness. You know what I mean? Those are powerful, powerful actions that he might not recognize right now. And don't, I mean, I'm not a father, so I don't know any type of advice that I could give, but I just know from people and working with people, um, those are powerful experiences. You know, you accept responsibility for your actions to directly to whoever, him, her, any of them, you accept full responsibility for your actions and ask him for forgiveness, right? That's when, one thing I haven't done. Yeah. yeah when, it, when it's time, when it's mm-hmm. appropriate, when it's appropriate to do that, um, that's powerful, man. That's really powerful. Well, I you coached know? my youngest boy in basketball last year, and I'm going to coach him again this year, so we'll have a lot of time to to bond and stuff. I don't know if he likes me coaching him because I'm hard on him, but <laughs> <laughs> and he played the same position that I did, so I, I'm I'm just like shocker. I don't believe that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's tough. He's a tough coach. Well, I, hey, last time last year, I was having to get somebody, the other coach, to come in. I'm like, you deal with him. I can't I can't handle him right now because <laughs> I expect so much out of him. Yeah. Um. I had an opportunity to to make some amends on my trip this past past week um, with somebody that I didn't really expect to, and my best friend, my childhood best friend since kindergarten. I mean, like we were like the troublemakers. Like we just rolled hard together. Um, his wedding the date of his wedding was my sobriety date i i got arrested before i could make it to the wedding well actually i'm not even gonna lie i wasn't (laughs) even gonna go to the wedding because i was in such a there was there was like there was like some resentment with the his now wife because i was in such like a reckless behavior Leading up to the wedding, she was like wearing me out, like wearing me out every day. Like, hey, you're gonna come, you're gonna come, because I lived like in a neighboring town. So she was just blowing me up, like, you're gonna come, you're gonna be there, right? You're gonna be there, right? Every single day checking in on me. So finally, like, um, 
finally, like a week before the wedding, I was like, screw it. No, I'm not going to go now because you won't, you, you like, I felt like she didn't trust me, like her, like, because she kept like blowing me up, blowing me up, blowing me up about going to the wedding. So I was like, no, <laughs> screw it. Now I'm that's, not going. But that's petty, Rob. But that's yeah, typical, that's, petty, yeah. that's typical right, behavior right, of somebody right. like in that state. I mean, I was at my lowest of a low. Dude. Yeah. I was at, you know, at my absolute <laughs> worst. And that was my logic of thinking and completely irrational. So I didn't go to the wedding. And instead I went to this, some other crap and got arrested. Right. And so his, <laughs> here it is four years later and his wedding anniversary is also my recovery date. And, um, I didn't really have a whole lot of like, I haven't spoken to him since then. I haven't spoken to him since then. And I didn't have a whole lot of intentions on, um, even making these amends when I was down there. It just wasn't even on my radar. And one of his coworkers hit me up and was like, Hey, I see that you're right down the street from where we work. They're, they work at a car. They, they manage a car dealership. They're like, hey, I see you're right down the street. You should come by the office and say what's up to us. And I was like, you know what? I, I should. And I need to go in there and I need to take responsibility for my actions and ask, for, ask him for forgiveness. He didn't know I was coming. I just showed up. Showed up. And he was talking to a customer and... Y'all got to excuse me. I got to get this. This is about somebody getting into treatment. Get some business, baby. And so I was able to to sit down in his office and have like a two-hour conversation with him. Um, there was no resentment. Like, he's my brother, dude. He loves me. Like, he totally gets it, right? And I, here I was like for the last four years, like, oh, this dude hates me. I've known him forever. Like, we literally mm-hmm. met like on our first day of kindergarten in elementary school. And I was like, just so like avoiding it. I was putting it off to the side and not, not even acknowledging that this happened. Like I was just moving on with my life and, um, I knew that it, it hurt him and I knew that what I did was wrong. Right. And so when I walked out of that deal car dealership, I just like, I was like, why didn't I do this two years ago? Why did I wait four years to do this? Um, it's a pretty amazing experience. Lauren Garvey? Yes, Stephen. We got our we got our viewers back. So. Our viewers are back yeah, on? Yeah, yeah we had our viewers back. Yeah, I had to send everybody invites. There you go. You couldn't get it go from sue. the page. Yeah. But. Sorry, guys. We've had some major technical difficulties. Um, and now that Caleb just left the room, we're using his Wi-Fi hotspot, so there's a good chance that it's going to drop out <laughs> yeah, now. Let's hope it doesn't. He just, he just walked away. <laughs> Thanks, Caleb. He totally just walked away. Thanks, we're giving away. It. We're going to raffle off real soon. We've been going yeah, for yeah, like a little over an off. hour. So really, real soon, if you guys have been tuning in, um, the amazing Janae is taking names. She is. For anybody that is interested in a raffle for a free admission to the peer support conference. Yeah. And this is actually the first time, uh, giving away something on your podcast. We have right? not done anything Ooh, like so this. Yeah. We got the first <laughs> time all over the board tonight. So drop your names down there. If you're interested in going, uh, we're going to do a little spin the wheel act gimmick to yes. decide who we're excited for this. Yeah. And unfortunately, because the thing crashed and we're using his thing we're not gonna be able to put it on the screen gotcha. we might do a little camera turn or something yeah, so like you know that. it's legit so we know it's legit or get <laughs> it, get an instagram story or something like that so <laughs> um 
So yeah. what? Go ahead. What was that? What was that healing process like for you with your daughters, and like how did you approach it? And um, so just talking about it, being open, communicate, communicating, um, and addressing it, you know, and that's still a, a process and a practice too. And doesn't, you know, we're not perfect. None of us are perfect at it all the time, but, um, and I like what you said, like nobody could tell me what to do. My mom, you know, gave me all the education I needed as I was growing up. You know, your dad's an alcoholic. You have a really good chance, like, just be careful. Um, and I kind of have the same talk with, with especially my youngest who is um, exactly like me in mm -hmm. mind and actions. Um, and, you know, what I do tell her is, uh, you know, if you do pick up a drink or a drug, it's going to feel really good. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just completely honest with yeah. her? Yeah, okay. until it, do until it yeah. doesn't. You know, they, they've lived through my consequences. They've seen what it's done, and, you know, I can't sit there and preach and preach, don't do, don't yeah. do, because... Yeah, they might do it. <laughs> if they probably will do it exactly you know? if she's like me I'm going to do the opposite of whatever you just told me yeah. mm -hmm. um, so just being open and honest about it you know they, they grew up in 12 step fellowships with me uh, my youngest ever since she was in my belly <laughs> and in a carrier um, and then my oldest in and out with me um, you know the NA meetings and stuff down in Florida so they're really really well aware and my stepdad who's aka the guy who raised me um, celebrated 20 years. I think this is be his 21st in December yeah. in AA. You know, uh -huh. so that that was when I was ready to to see it and hear it. You know, yeah. Okay, yeah. I guess I could. I can do this too. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. To have somebody that's so close to you and yeah. see them successful. Right. Definitely. And my parents were the same way. Like they were super cool. Um, they weren't like strict. They were honest. They were like. Just like you described, like this is your family has a history, right? Let's educate you a little bit on this. My dad took like some really like um, smart approaches. Like he tried to teach me through ways that I would relate or be interested in. Like I can remember when I was like, I don't know, 12 years old, he buys me a book from like some basketball player that I was like kind of like when I was when I was playing ball and I was really interested um in sports and like he bought me a book from a basketball player talking about like addiction and his mm. his experiences with like cocaine and crack and stuff like that and I remember like reading the book saying I'll never smoke crack and then here like 10 years <laughs> later <laughs> I'm smoking crack <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying so like uh, like never know, he right? took like he took like approaches that I would relate to um and so, like, I don't know, I don't know, because my, my sister has dealt with addiction, my brother has figured it out way before he ever gotten into any trouble, you know? So my mom's always been like, what, what did we do wrong? Because, like, two out of the three went down these difficult paths, and my mom's occasionally has been like what did what did what could we have done different what could we have done better and like the answer is nothing yeah you know like i was going to do what i wanted to do right. nobody could have told me um told me different and so like knowing that it has to be just 
horrifying to know, like, having children at that age, like, that there's just, like, like what can you do? Janae, yeah. go ahead, and you can chime in on this conversation, too, now. Yeah, speak up. Mother, do you have ideas on what I'm talking about? New, new, she's no. got, she's got a Another, 16 yeah. month year old and younger, almost five year old. So a little bit younger. Yeah. They're, I'm just like, they're I just, amazing. I just don't know what the answers are. Like, I just don't know. I don't know how to connect in a way that is receptive in the way that young people will understand. Like, I can have a conversation, and I can talk to people, talk to them, but when we part ways and go our own ways, yeah. how do you make it lasting, and how do you make it impressionable to the point where they're going to take me seriously? Because anybody that came in to me when I was a kid, I, like, in school and things like that, that, like, had a message that, like, something like what he does, what Caleb does... I'd been like, this effing dude, get him out of here. Like, I wouldn't pay attention to you. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't. No, I totally wouldn't, bro. I would have been clowning you, bro. You know what I mean? Like, as a teenager, as a kid. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what I would have. There was, I don't know that there was a way that I would have been receptive to it. I don't don't know what's going on here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Conversation. But whenever I go into schools, I speak. You know, I have to be careful at some of the places I go and speak um, about being bold in my faith. But I do the best that I can to speak life into them by by speaking the Word of God. Um, And I just try to... People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And just being real with them, um, trying to be relatable, all those things. Um, I try 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 to connect with... I'll scan the crowd, and the ones that's really, you know, digging into what I'm saying, I'll try to connect with that person. Yeah. You know, because that's the ones that you're trying to speak to. The rest of them, it just, they're going to listen to it anyways. Um, they're going to hear it because you're standing there talking, but. What's going on? Oh. He's getting ready to give this thing away, man. Yeah. Okay. We have some people at home watching us on their TV. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> that's that's Amanda. Amanda. <laughs> What? So yeah, um, Amanda will be on the show the last Monday of October. All right. Hey. She's coming on to talk with us. So right cool after the deal. conference that so she can tell you all about it if she wins this ticket. That's yeah, right. it's right after the conference. <laughs> um, Lauren Garvey, your life has changed somewhat significantly. All right. Yeah. Since the last time you were on the podcast. Sure. When you were on here, you were talking about how much um, Biltmore your mm-hmm. job at the Biltmore mm-hmm. meant to you and how awesome that deal was. Super grateful for and Biltmore. It played a huge role in your recovery. Mm-hmm. And now you have kind of moved in a little bit different of a direction. I have. How did that um how did that happen? Like what what led to you deciding to leave and take on these other roles and then what has that what has that been like? Um so People ask me that too a lot because you know now now I'm a substance abuse counselor um, for the what? professionals out there. I'm a CSAC dash R, so I'm registered with the board. Uh, I'm not he quite. Said, he said what? Uh, I'm not quite a substance <laughs> abuse counselor 
completely, but what I am, um, I work at a methadone clinic um, as a substance abuse counselor. And what kind of happened with that was, you know, Billmore was amazing. I loved that job, but it was a lot of hard work. And uh, if you guys know anything about Biltmore, they have candlelight. And you're just talking, you know, long hours, super busy. And uh, it's just really hard job. And um, one day someone messaged me and they said, what does this look like for you? And they're talking about that job. And uh, I went in for the interview and, you know, I just ended up, being a huge success for me. I met, uh, I met, you know, my boss or, or whatever you want to call him. And, you know, we started registering with the board and actually the only thing that kept that from happening was my record. So, you know, you know, it wasn't easy, but, um, all that meant was not that I couldn't be that, but that my wait period would be a little bit longer. Me too. 2021 <laughs> is my date. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the meantime, <laughs> I get all that stuff cleared out. You know, um, I'm working in a field all the time, uh, helping people, you know, some in active addiction, some that have taken their MAT, which stands for Medicated Assisted Treatment, and are doing amazing, you know. Uh, I know there's a big stigma on methadone and you know, whatever you want to label or stigmatize it as, but uh, I can look at statistics and know that there's a lot of people that are doing super amazing on that. Um, so not going to go into that. but um, <laughs> That's a whole other story. Yeah, that's a whole other story. But, uh, but it, it does. It does well for people, and, um, you know, I really do believe it keeps people from dying. Uh, it's Not only does it get me into you know, recovery and, you know, being a counselor to people, but I'm also next to Sunrise, so now I get to walk my butt over there, and I get to make my presence known, and we, I get to be a part of, um, you know, events coming up and things that are going on in the community, and, you know, I hope to just stay being a part of that and, and just seeing how we can grow, how we can make Sunrise grow and make it more to where, like, you, you hear Sunrise and people are like, oh, I know that place, you know, right. like, that that's my hope, you know, like, the, going into the jails and stuff like that. I love that. And, you know, I, I hope for future I don't know. Programs. In, a, in a short period of time, that that's already kind of yeah. happening. Yeah, people yeah, know, that's true. People know what's going on over there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Can I talk about the rest of the programs? Okay. Yeah, yeah, come oh, on. Yeah. All right, cool. So, like I said, we got the period drop-in center. We got the failing aversion program. We have the respite house, which is the first of its kind in North Carolina. Uh, we got a huge grant through SAMHSA, and uh, the DHHS in North Carolina has um, applied to get funding to get some more. It won't be Sunrise affiliated, but at least there'll be some more in the state. Right. They're looking at one, if not two more state houses in um, the state, and it's a peer-operated respite center, which means everybody that works there is a peer support, um, and it's a three-bedroom home. You can qualify if you are in emotional distress. It is a mental health uh, primary. Um, you can't have substance use, but mental health has to be primary with that um, um, emotional distress, which could be anything to anybody, you know. Um, there is somewhat of a wait list because, like, we are the only house and yeah. there's a huge need. Mm -hmm. um, but if you call, and this number doubles as a 24-7 peer support hotline. So... You ever need a live person on the other end to talk to 24-7, you can call or text. And it's 828-280-2554, and that's the Blair H. Clark Respite Center. Um, what, can, you, can you 
Two eight zero. Again, what? Two eight zero. Two five five four. Call now. Call now. Talk to him. Talk to Austin. He's on. He's he's over there right now. Hey, <laughs> right, can you pin that to the top, bro? Uh, I don't want to pin it up to the top because I got the link to register for the. Oh, you conference. already got it. So. If y'all want any more information on that, we have a Facebook page for the Blair H. Clark Respite Center, and we have a Facebook page for Sunrise Community for Recovery and Wellness. Um, and then our sunriseinashville.org uh, website has all the information. Um, <clears throat> it, not necessarily a crisis hotline. Okay, it's just a oh, yeah, wait, wait, 24-7 <laughs> peer support hotline yeah. um, to prevent crisis. And that's yeah. what the house is for. It's not a detox. It's not a crisis house. Um, or a facility, it's before you get to that point, how can we keep you from getting in the hospital or going to jail or, you know, that was my thing. I always ended up in jail. Um, and then we also have another grant that funds, or no, actually the county, in addition to the, the uh, felony diversion, they gave us um, money and put on their budget for a community outreach peer so Tanasia does that out in the community, and she um, follows up on overdoses, um, gives out Narcan. I mean, she just goes out to all the community meetings that we have. And then our newest grant that has not rolled out just yet, we're still putting it together, is from Mission Health, and that's going to be a uh, community networking education peer. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty. They're doing awesome. Yeah. Like, nice. I think we're. Blows I think, my mind. I think we put a. A stop on any more grants till we can Just like maintain what off. we have. Maybe you'll be hiring <laughs> some more uh, more people, huh? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I don't know. It, it, that's what I'm saying. We're working internally to figure out what's the best way to. Um, hey, Tanasia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tanasia's <laughs> to, um, amazing. To um, love you, girl. Make this work. But if you have an education background, like with doing trainings, and you're a certified peer support specialist. Um, with some recovery time, holler at me with your resume. Hey. Uh, what's your email address? <laughs> S. Colston <laughs> at sunriseinashville.org. Talk about the drop-in mm-hmm. deal, because I think that's like... It's huge. Yeah. So um, Tuesday we have a... Uh, uh, actually, we just switched it up. We're doing Seeking, seeking Safety curriculum for our Tuesday, our Tuesday group. Um Wednesday, we do RAP um, skills group, which RAP is Wellness Recovery Action Plan. Um, it can be for anything. I thought, Kayla, yeah. I, thought, I thought Kayla was about to start freestyling for us. <laughs> I seen you look at her. Right. No, not tonight. Not, not tonight. tonight. <laughs> and then Friday, we have RAW, Recovery and Wellness mm-hmm. Group. Um, and the cool part about those three groups are... Um, we feed you beforehand. So Friday Uh-oh. we got pizza. Um, we do a little breakfast type stuff, s- snacks on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday it's just like a um, just a regular snack. But we'd love to get the um, energy and the, the traffic flowing again. We uh, just recently completed one grant that really that gave out those bus passes and yeah, stuff like that. <clears throat> so that's not there anymore. So the traffic is decreased because we're not giving out free stuff. Yeah. But we do have food, and we do have community. We have connection. We have peer support. Groups. We have groups. We have wellness. You know, like I said, Reiki comes in after the Friday groups um, every the first and third Friday, I believe. But on our website, all that is posted. And look at there. There's a website. We're gonna get. Yeah. We're, we're gonna give away a ticket to this conference in a matter of minutes. So Let's go ahead, it. drop your Ooh. names. There's a bunch of people on there watching. If you guys want it, I got. F- you got a good chance of winning because I think. 
I only got five yeah. on the wheel right now, unless Janae's got a couple since then. But I got five on the wheel. It's a matter of minutes away. Yeah, I've been over to Sunrise about four or five times. That was before I ever met any of you guys. Wow. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah, for a refuge meeting. Oh, cool. I'm, I participate in the Refuge Recovery Fellowship, and um, we do most of our groups are on campus. So, like the last two years during holidays, like spring break, Christmas break, things like that, mm. our our meetings shut down. We mm. don't we don't do anything. And so I would drive like our fellowship. We drive over there on a Thursday night and do the refuge recovery group. Refuge also meets at Mondays at three thirty uh, now. Yeah, I think my nice. boy, my boy's over there dealing with that one. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was the couple times that I've been there. I never went in. Uh, during like operating hours when you guys are open however a lot of the people who were in that fellowship people who were attending those meetings that mm-hmm. i that i went to they were like they spoke very highly of the pop-in cool. kind of services and kind of taking advantage of those things uh in a time of need like when you know when you're most vulnerable yeah you need somebody mm-hmm. to kind of talk to how knowledgeable are you on the kind of these are the questions i wanted to ask kevin um, how this whole thing came to life. So, <clears throat> ironically, when I was in my peer support specialist training that Andrea did, we had these lunch and learns to help us get additional hours. And Kevin came in and talked about Sunrise. Okay. And this was before Sunrise was a yeah. location. So he had, he had a vision. Oh, yeah. And he was going around town pitching it. Yep. And he... Um, Sounds like me and Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, they, uh, he met with... A coalition, I want to say it's Mountain Recovery Coalition, it's something like that. Um, and they all joined forces, and then we had Sally, um, Sally Stein wrote us first grant, and that's what gave us, gave Sunrise $50,000, and that's what opened the door. So yes. it started with $50,000, and now we're almost, working our way to a millionaire. Yeah. We're nonprofit, but mm-hmm. our, our, I feel like we're at like, just over a half a million dollars worth of grant income right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, How long has yeah. it been open? Uh, the doors opened just over two years ago. What? Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. <clears throat> but it's because of the impact that you've made on the community. Yeah. Right. They're not just giving that money. Yeah, no, to, we had to prove ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. And, and you've done that. And I'm sure cost. like a lot of like labor, a lot of hours mm-hmm. of service work and volunteers from people who are yeah, taking advantage so we of have, it. Um, we have a volunteer program, um, which most of us that are employed started as volunteers. Um, I know for a couple of months before I was hired, I was going to A-Hope, which is a homeless uh, day shelter, mm-hmm. and we did some volunteer work monthly there. Um, and then we also... Um, we get a lot of volunteers doing their community service work through their Finland Diversion Program. Um, <clears throat> and Alice is our um, Alice is our in-house person go-to for, she does a lot of data tracking. She does a lot of um, setting up trainings, which they're about to have a RAP, uh, level one RAP facilitator training, which is free. Um, and you can always uh, also reach out on our website or my email or one of us that you know to get my email and we can put you on to our newsletter which we send out email blasts um telling everybody about you know these free trainings yeah 
Can I, can I uh, yeah. say something? Please. I think, too, uh, and I hope I'm not crossing a boundary here, but I think uh, Alice and Tanasia and I are all trying to get together an open mic for the middle of November. Yep. So we get to, like, come up with these cool events with the community, too, and it's just awesome that um, that things like this get to happen through Sunrise and stuff like that. So be looking for uh, information on that, too. We're still really in the early yeah. stages of that but hopefully we'll get it patented and it'll be a huge success with the community and coming in and doing kind of like uh maybe like a recovery talent show but like i said we're still in the really early mm-hmm. stages of it but alice is great tenage is great i love being with them and figuring things out and working towards a goal yeah so. that's what's up we have like actually i was just looking at the calendar so between the conference next week um the rap one facilitator training the the end of the first week in November, the open mic um, mid-November, and then the last um, the last day in November, we'll have a Thanksgiving um, feast. So that's opened up the community, and we just all have a big potluck. It went really well last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So Great feedback. November thirtieth, sunrise. That's right. November thirtieth. You heard it. Do you guys do what role do you the sunrise play in the peer support training? Um, actually, Kevin is a certified trainer through Cardinal Innovations, and as soon as he gets back, he's been um, on medical rest. He's working from home uh, currently, and then when he gets back in the swing of things, we'll um, make um, make it happen where he'll do five weeks of Saturday training so people don't have to take off a whole day of oh, work, a whole week of work yeah, to cool. become certified. Um, it might be a little bit more costly, um, but not much than what Vi is yeah. able to provide right. it for. But, um, that's, yeah. That's huge. That's a huge yeah. opportunity. That's pretty cool. And um, so we work, we do work with Vi. There's been um, a few cases where we've had very um, faithful, dependent um, volunteers that have come in, um, and then they've applied to do their training through Vi, and I've been able to get them linked into the next training is it's just worked out i can't guarantee that's going to happen every right. time but yeah. because of their commitment to volunteering in in the peer support right. community um i feel like that really helped them get into the next training which is hard <laughs> yeah. for some people where are the opportunities like what's next what can we expect what can we expect where are the opportunities expect? like what what do you need like if somebody wanted to get involved what money Money. <laughs> <laughs> all, all checks can be made out to yeah. Sunrise Community. <laughs> That's right. Um, um, I don't know what to expect because it's already beyond my expectations from yeah. two years ago. Right. You know, yeah. when I first started, um, I was just like, "Heck yeah!" You know, it felt good to me. I it it, it was in line with my passion of recovery and helping others and. Um, We've just grown so much that it's just amazing. Like, I can't even imagine, you know, maybe one day we'll end up being this huge organization yeah. in a big building with, you know, different offices. They'll and be writing grants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm super envious of you guys because all the uh-huh. things that, like, you described is, and this is why I, like, had reached out to Kevin weeks ago because I wanted to pick his brain on what that process was like because what you guys do is very similar to what our goals and vision are for NC Raw over here in 
Jackson County because like I've been doing this thing for three or four years and there's like there's not a lot of unity in the recovery world mm-hmm. in oh, out here. Yeah. There's like people on campus do a small group of people on campus doing good work. There's a a, a decent um, 12 step fellowship kind of like doing their thing over there. Like we're our refuge recovery guys are doing our thing over here mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of like coming together. There, yeah. There's a lot of competition. Yeah, a I lot mean, of competition. For and what? like and like why there not? Is. Yeah. There for is the same, I mean, for the same purpose. And we're right? talking about small town. Like there's yeah. not a lot mm-hmm. going on in this community. Like there's you got you got thirty thousand people that live here and half of them are students. You know what I mean? Right. So there's not a lot of um you're not there's nothing to compete with because right. there's not a lot of people. Right. Um, and so like that's kind of like what we want to do is to create a NC Raw community center in Jackson County. Do it. With like our recording studio inside of it. So like yeah. the foundation of it will be our recording studio where we will do our podcast and we'll do other like video segments and stuff like that. And then also open the doors to anybody and everybody that wants to come and have a safe place to talk that wants to sit down on a microphone and do a podcast with me and Caleb that wants to host a meeting or a potluck dinner or whatever it is that you want to do to to entertain yourself and to um support each other throughout the process and I don't you know I mean we've only been doing this for eight months and so like you know that's a a long-term goal and you know we're working towards getting there but want to talk to Kevin about kind of yeah. what the process was like for him. So you guys want to give away a ticket? Yeah. yeah. You guys excited about that? <laughs> oh, we got all the names. We got another you name. Guys ready for this? Got more, names? more people. So, Uh-oh. um, Kayla McCoy, go ahead and tell us what, like what's next for you, man. Yeah, while man. I get these last couple names popped in there, like what, what's on your, on your agenda? Uh, well, we're going to do, we're going to do something for Thanksgiving, raise hope. I don't know what that looks like just yet, but we're looking at maybe going around, giving some turkeys away or having some kind of dinner like y'all was talking about, Yeah, inviting everybody out. Last year, we done something like that, and we were setting goals for the next year. So um, New Year's, we're, we're putting on an event called Day One. I'll have When I have more details, I'll be talking about that here soon. Um, but it's going to be like... Like a fun run. We're trying to get people that, that don't normally exercise or don't have any kind of desire to eat well to try to come out and get them to get involved. Cool. Yeah, get, gain some interest and, you know, living a little bit different lifestyle. Uh, yeah, we got some stuff coming up later down the road, but I'll, I'll just wait to share that later yeah, on. Yeah, stay tuned. Pacific Coast, though, I know that's I know. That's happening. I'm, I'm in all the way. I'm telling y'all, you better be training. I know. <laughs> I know. You'd be training. You'd be riding with Steve on the bus yeah. now. Yeah, I could use a, um, I could use like a part-time driver. So if we work on getting that license back or something yeah, like that, so I could I use a part-time driver. Now. We got professional with it. So you got so, uh, You'll be a driver? We are. will be a driver. We want to take like, Caitlin and I have been talking like four to six people. But the process to go on this thing is, I mean, 
it's going to take a lot. You got you're going to have to put in the training, guys, because otherwise you're never going to you're, you're going to run in maybe run for a week and you're like I'm done with this, and we don't want that to happen. Uh, don't underestimate me though. All right, uh, I want to see some selfies. You have worked. Don't be throwing water right. on your face either. Now, yeah. <laughs> no pretend sweat. Yeah. I got yeah. you. All right, it's on. What's Fist up, Colby? All right. Oh yeah, look, you got to turn around. <laughs> Here we go, guys. Giving away free tickets. Sam said, "I'm the driver." So we got <laughs> we got six people's name on the on the list. Six people dropped their names in the comments. Uh, unfortunately, our Wi-Fi dropped, and so we had to do it this way, where I point the webcam at the screen, and I will go ahead and click spin. Um, we have Amanda Jo Carey, Lala Rodriguez, Robin Wright. Lulu Johnson, Janae, and Destiny Burgess Johnson. Oh, cool. Who commented okay. on there. And I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you what right now. I'm going I'm to throw out an offer. If, you, if your name's on that list right there, or if you didn't get a chance to watch tonight's podcast live, and you happen to stumble across this before the conference, conference starts... NC Raw will pay for, I'll pay for one admission. Mm-hmm. So if you can't afford. How much is it? Like 60 bucks. Okay, well, we'll go half. Race Hope, well, let's NC do two, Raw, man. Yeah. Let's do two then. You want to do two? Let's do, do it. it. Let's oh, do we're it. giving away two tickets. Ah! What? So we're making it good. So we're raffling away one right now to, to somebody who's tuning into our live. Oh, they all, me, they're coming on. They're coming live now. They heard they're that. They're like, what? <laughs> and, and, me, <laughs> and me and Caleb have both offered to purchase one ticket each. If you can't afford it, and you are interested in going, you hit you us have, up. I have no excuse. No excuses. <laughs> I'll even I'll yeah. even give you a ride there. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? If you want to go, you message me or you contact Kayla McCoy, and we will make arrangements to get your ticket paid for. So, y'all ready for the spin? Should I spin it? Spin the wheel. Can you see it? Can you see it on there? But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah you can see you can see it. It's yeah. not it's not like the big. Not too bad. Not too bad. But you can tell yeah, we're not. Yeah, you can tell Reagan it's not it We're not professionals. <laughs> it's not here. Totally legit, guys. I wish my camera would drop lower, but it won't. All right, I'm going to spin it. All right, here we go. Spin the wheel. Boom, boom, boom. There we go. Here we go. Oh. Who is it? Destiny Burgess Johnson. Oh, oh, yeah, Destiny. Go, girl. Go, girl. All right. That's exciting. So, uh, Destiny. Who's giving Destiny the ticket? How does she, uh, Sue, what's the details for Destiny? So, um, on the Mayhack website, um, which if you Google Mayhack, M-A-H-E-C, Peer Support Conference, it will pull up and it'll say like 19 MH022, which is the code that they have for the conference. Uh, in North Carolina State Peer Support, click on it, then you run down. And if you don't remember this, you can always hit one of us up and they can give you my email or something. Um, scroll all the way down and then you get to, after it has the prices for early registration and regular registration, it says register and then it says brochure, brochure and register form. Press that on the registration form. Um, and what I need is that last page of the registration form, which, can we show this somehow? This. The cameras are. 
So you need to fill out that form. Yep. If she has any questions, she can like yeah. contact you on, on Messenger. Facebook, yeah, Facebook yeah Messenger. do that. That'll be easier to explain than, than okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And we can connect with yeah. you. So. But woohoo, congrats. Yeah, where's she at? Where'd you yeah. go? She's Maybe putting she... the kids to bed, man. Oh, yeah, that's oh, okay. probably. Yeah. She's putting the kids to bed, but congrats, Destiny. Um, if you didn't win, hit us up. Me and Caleb, we'll get you in there. Yeah. Okay? She's working at harm reduction now in Cherokee. Is she? Yeah. She's uh she's got a story, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah, cool. I've seen her on a lot of our posts and a lot of the a lot of the stuff that that you put out there. And she was like doing some working somewhere else, right? Before mm-hmm. that's pretty that's pretty awesome, dude. Harm reduction in Cherokee. They got an event coming up Saturday, the twentieth. About yep. that half marathon, guys. And then the Where's harm reduction, harm Cherokee, the harm reduction half marathon. Uh, Kirsten, <laughs> Kirsten uh, she'd like yeah. to hear about the harm reduction. She's big on that. Um, what day is it? The twentieth Saturday. Saturday. The 20th. So we do, we can go That'll to. Uh, okay. Good what excuse. time is it at? Yeah. What time? Um, it starts at eight. five to eight or something. Oh, eight. Gosh, yep. Eight in the morning. You have to let me know ahead of time. You post stuff about that. <laughs> I actually yeah my, about two weeks ago. My boy's really? my boy's kind of a last minute kind of guy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I didn't, hey, I didn't I didn't sign up for that marathon I ran yesterday until it was eleven o'clock and the cutoff was eleven fifty nine <laughs> on uh, Wednesday, Wednesday. But that's night. not the first time you've done that. Yeah, no, right. register right before it starts. Right. Some of them you register in the morning. Yeah. The day of. Yeah. The day of. <laughs> I seen you. I seen <laughs> yeah. you working. Yeah. Uh, Lauren Garvey showed up tonight with Janae, and I was like, "Hey, Caleb will be here about six fifty nine. Yeah. With, with some salad. <laughs> hey, I was. I was. I, I know was, you were. Early. Yeah. You were. Early. You were early. I'm getting man. better. I'm getting better. Um. Well, I I think that. Uh, Considering the craziness with our technical difficulties, that I went um, about as smooth as it could have. Yeah, what a it never fails, man. You try to do something, and that uh, that just goes to show like the uh, the determination and like the mindset that we have. People in long term recovery, uh, the commitment just to like muscle through this stuff. I was I had a dream, Caleb. I was like, you know, I woke up this morning. I don't really recall the memory, the the details of the dream, but then I, it the the dream triggered a chain of thoughts that um, I was like, they're kind of like frightening, but I was thinking for some reason today, I was in class, like kind of bored. And I was thinking, I was like, considering all of our backgrounds in the places that we came from, I was like, what would it have been like if we had met each other back then? Goodness. <laughs> what would life have, what would I life be I can't imagine me and like you, Caleb. If we met each other back then. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. I was just like, I don't even, the, the dream has no real significance. Well, I other than I we would have made it a competition. You were probably, yeah, we would have made it a competition, though. <laughs> I can smoke more crap yeah. than you. Yeah. <laughs> right, I can get more right. money. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know where that came from or why. So my, my thing was always, I can stay up longer than you. Oh, man. You would have had For me real? beat, probably. For real, that was always my thing. <laughs> did, did you always win? That's great. Uh, I'm pretty good, huh? Yeah, I was, yeah, I won a lot, you know. It cost me walking around and look like a skint squirrel, but I won a lot. <laughs> You know how I you know how I do that picture segment at the end of yeah. the show sometime? Um, I was like I was thinking about doing one with you one time when we do a show. 
from your old Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you'd go on there and check it. Well, I can't get into no, it no. now, but you'd, there's like shoes, little baby shoes, like set up on like a stand. I was on there selling them stuff. <laughs> <laughs> baby shoes? Yeah. <laughs> like used baby shoes? Yeah, yeah, used baby shoes. <laughs> Me and Caitlin go in there and laugh about it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty I, I, totally, I totally creeped on those pictures. Man. I, see, so I seen you. Though. I seen you, bro. Yeah. I seen pretty you. Pretty wild. Um, <laughs> you got people laughing. Mm-hmm. I, I, you I got people it. viewing now. Yeah. Like, I don't want them baby shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you still got those. How much you want for them shoes, man? <laughs> oh, man. That's great. <laughs> What uh? Just give us a quick rundown again on like the chain of events for Thursday and Friday because like I have a feeling, especially people in early recovery, I have a feeling that a lot of people might be hesitant to commit to something like this, to go into like paying money to walk into a conference with a bunch of quote unquote professionals or you know what I mean like um. I don't. I know that I probably wouldn't have done that, right. e- even last year. You know, just because like there was, it was, it was difficult for me to like do things like that. To, there was a lot of separation mm. in my early recovery, um, and so like what? Because I think that so attending a conference like this and participating and making these connections is a, an, a, a huge opportunity to continue to foster growth in your personal recovery mm-hmm. and make these types of connections and meet people like the recovery lion who will challenge you to run a marathon next Saturday if you let them. <laughs> and... And die, and die, and die. Yeah, um, and to meet people like yourself, Sue, mm-hmm. and like my firecracker, Lauren Garvey, yeah. and like you know, like to 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 do something that you wouldn't normally do. And Caleb talks all the time about like, I think he said he said something on one of the podcasts. Like, I, I challenge you to to do something that sucks every single day, mm-hmm. something that's uncomfortable, something that you wouldn't normally do. Um, and I totally like live by try to live by those words because it's so true. It 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 it, it creates growth. Mm-hmm. And so like what why should somebody come to this conference? Because it's freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like what besides that? <laughs> um, I know for me, um, earlier in my recovery, earlier in my peer support um career. I was um, given the opportunity to go to my first recovery conference, and I was, like, a little intimidated, you know, because people are better than I am, but that's a bunch of crap. Um, We're all just, we're all people, and we're all on the same level. Like, there's Mm. no competition. Nobody's better than another person. Just because they have a a master's degree doesn't mean that they're any better, right? Mm -hmm. So... Especially um, at a peer conference. Yeah, at a peer conference. Even so, more so. Right, because, um, and you don't have to be a peer support to go to the conference. It's open to anybody. Anybody that wants any um, interest in, in doing peer support, any interest in recovery at all, because there's a, an amazing lineup, like I said, two full days um, on different topics of recovery, from medication assistance to um, 
uh, peer support ethics, innovation of peer support in the justice system, um, the state of peer support in North Carolina. So we're going to have two people from um, the UNC Chapel Hill who does all the certifications for peer support. They're going to be presenting as well. Um, and then we have Richie, like I said. Richie Taylor. Yeah, he's going to be opening it up um, day two and keep the, uh, the power going, you know, like the energy. Um, crossroads of peer support and clinical services. Um, and then family support, an overlooked asset that can promote mm -hmm. integration and innovation in diverse healthcare settings. You know, so peer support's come a long way just in um, the three, almost, yeah, the three years that I've been certified. Um, you know, integration with healthcare systems, integration with the judicial system, like, that's just amazing. And we're super blessed to be in Asheville. Yeah. Like you've, yeah. Said, like you've mentioned. Um, For sure. And to have the support of, like, the local governments yeah. and agencies that, like, have the power to yep. contribute in financial ways and support you guys to kind of do what you envision mm -hmm. doing. One of the things that I try to ask everybody that comes on this podcast, because I think that it's it's crucial in the ability to, sus to sustain long-term recovery, is how has your personal recovery evolved since kind of the beginning? What does it look like today? How, mm -hmm. is it, how has it grown? How has it evolved okay. since then? Um, because if you're not evolving, if you're not continuing to oh, challenge yeah. yourself and continuing sure. to grow, you're, you're vulnerable, you know? Um, too many people kind of allow themselves to get comfortable <laughs> and then before you know it you know they've made mistakes that they yeah would possibly regret and i was one of those people you know like i held these fixed views on my on my fellowship and i didn't go out and talk to people and i didn't go out and continue to like build relationships and grow and i was just like this this works right i got this tool this this refuge recovery, this meditation thing, it works. So I don't, like, I could care. I talk to Caleb about this all the time. I don't care what you guys are doing out there. Like, I don't need to know what you guys are doing out there because I'm good. This, yeah. this, this thing's got me. And um, I got kind of complacent and comfortable. And luckily, like, a physical uh, crisis, like a physical injury challenged me to step outside of my comfort zone and to do some different things because I like had a was dealing with healing from a physical injury I had an opportunity to like do different things and try new things so with that being said how has yours your personal approach pathway recovery evolved since you hey um, so in the beginning, it was just about maintaining, staying clean. Right. And then, yeah. then after that, it was like, okay, let's work on the spiritual, mental and emotional part, you know? And then I got to, let's work on the physical part. Um, and it's just an evolution. So, you know, um, and then for, I like what you said about, um, if it, so uncomfortable what, what you're saying. Say it. What? Well, Whatever just you to just do said. something that sucks. Do something, every yeah. Day. It sucks every day. 
try to yeah. do something. Like, yeah, so it forces if, you to grow. If we're in, if we're in uncomfortable out of our safe zone, then we're growing. We're growing towards, you know, forward forwardness. And um, for me, it's like just staying focused, setting goals. If I didn't have, if you don't have goals, it's like where are you going? Right. Mm-hmm. So like I had a, um, in the beginning they were much smaller, you know, yeah. and then, you know, as I've evolved in my recovery and, um, my personal and family life, they've gotten a little bigger, you know, like becoming a, ho- a homeowner and, you know, having a dog, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, and being a mom. So, um, it's, you know, and I've actually recently got to a point where I'm like, okay, I've successfully completed all these goals that I've set out for myself. You know, I'm also a CSEC R um, because I was, I didn't get this the first time. I was in and out for 12 years, you know. Um, I just couldn't get it. I was like the, the kind of person that just hit my head over the, the wall over and over. Um, oh, and I wanted to update that too. My dad actually is on his 30th year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I had to think about how old I was, and you got sober <laughs> when I was ten. <laughs> um, and uh, so, just like making those goals and figuring out where where am I going from here? Like, what what's what's next? Just so I I'm not staying complacent and and in the same comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So, what is next? I don't know. <laughs> um, I really like. Um, and I've talked about it for a couple of years, and I'm just trying to find the time and resource money to do it. Um, uh, sober living, women and children's house. Yeah, cool. Highly needed. Yep. Yeah. They're getting ready to open up one in Cherokee. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Good. So like That's what Caitlin spoke Neil of. Dobbins. Like another Neil Dobbins. Is that what's the name of it? Uh, Mary Benson House. Mary Benson House. Yeah, oh. I'm sorry. Uh, kind of, like a little bit different. A little bit different. Yeah. So you want to you want to open up your own program. Having been a mother, mm-hmm. through lived through addiction, right. got your kids back, homeowner, wife, all that stuff. Daughter, sister, daughter, sister. Yep. You, the list goes on and on and yep, on. Yep, yep. You want to be able to create your own program to mm-hmm. be able to give other women that opportunity. Right. Yeah. Janae said, "Sign her up." Sure. Oh. Sure. Oh. sure. <laughs> She'll run the program. All right. <laughs> she, she's driving buses, running programs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, you're going to leave here tonight with like five jobs. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she All needs. All unpaid for right jobs. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm actually getting ready to um, meet with a, I don't know what, what you would call it. It's so fresh for me. I got, someone gave them my information, I got their information, I reached out, and finally we got a hold of each other. So next week I'll be meeting with, I can't remember the name of it, but it has to do with uh, reaching out to the youth and showing them to get kids off the street and showing them how to cook. I'm actually trying to uh, get yeah. Biltmore involved too and get some of my chefs involved and see what we can turn this thing into. That's so huge, man. It's all over the state yeah. too, so it's pretty pretty exciting for me. That's huge. That's nice. Yeah. What don't you do? I know. <laughs> come on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Who's David Paulston? My hubby. He said you love the dog more than you love your husband. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my kids say all the time. Is but, it? Yeah, but it's not true. Oh, man. <laughs> it's tough. Any closing words before we wrap this baby up? Great podcast, guys. Mm. Always a pleasure.
Oh, and my mom corrected me. It's actually 32 years from 32 my dad. 32 years. On December 6th. It keeps going up. <laughs> yeah. Like, Are we sure? Let, before we close might be out, 40. you might be like. <laughs> <laughs> Anything, Caleb? Anything happening in the next couple of weeks you need to? Uh, any messages you need to drive home before I wrap this baby up? So I want to talk about some physical goals here while we're, okay, while here we're we sitting go. around the table. I've seen you look, um, you diet, look, you look directly exercise. at her. Well, I'm looking at, at her. everybody. <laughs> diet and exercise goals. Um, the ones that's on the mic right now, we'll talk, talk to y'all in just a minute. But let's hear it. You, uh, got, you got something. You got a huge goal coming up. You better be. Let's hear yeah. something. All right, so I guess... Um, what steps are you going to take to get there? I'm going to start start with the gym. So I've actually talked to somebody that's a personal trainer, and but they were like, when I told them about what I was trying to do, they were like, oh, that's a totally different level of, you know, like he's just lifting weights and stuff and like that cardio <laughs> training. He's like, you better eat and just burn a lot of calories is what you'll be doing. Mm-hmm. So um, There's really no type of specific training that you can do for the, like... It's kind of like barbaric, you know. I mean, the, the pounding that your legs are going to take and everything, yeah. the, the body, your body's going to get so beat up. Yeah, there's no, there's nothing you can do besides pound out miles for that. Pound out miles. I'm gonna <laughs> shirt. So, Y'all let me know how that works out. Pound out miles. <laughs> Luckily, I work right next to Gold's gym, so yeah. um, it's it's doable. So. Oh, so what am I hearing you say? Uh, I'm gonna start going to the gym She's and I'm gonna pound out miles. Pounding out miles. That's it. Stop eating Doritos. No. Did you tell him where you went before you came here? Oh, no. That was a... How'd you go, KFC or somewhere? <laughs> Dairy Queen. How dare you, Steve? <laughs> Look, they had a Reese's Outrageous Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Not that we're promoting Dairy Queen on here, but you guys got to go get one. Yeah. <laughs> Next. Ha- hashtag pound out miles. <laughs> pound, pound out miles. Hey, I'm going to get hey. you a shirt. I'm going to get right. a shirt, man. Pound um, out miles. One thing that I'm curious about, because I've been running just like... All my cardio, I told you before, has just been at the top of my mountain, just like around the knoll, I guess, the top of the mountain. There's just like a circle road. And all all I do is run. It's like a quarter mile. So I just do laps and laps Mm -hmm. and laps. And I've gotten to the point where like two to three miles, I can bust it out pretty, you know, it's not as challenging as it was when Mm -hmm. I first started three or four weeks ago. Pounding out miles. Pounding Mm -hmm. out miles, baby. And so like (laughs) I've been, I, I read, I did some research last night or the day before, I want to start like getting into that, the trail running. So what this, okay. While we're talking about this, what we should do Around is here, find like, a race. Like once, I just want to like, no, I just want to just go crew. No, 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 not, not run, but go crew, <laughs> go crew for me. You can just check out the experience. We can meet people. Yeah. I'm you talking know, about just going on like a Friday afternoon and just going for a run on some of these trails. Like, Around here, like you know, just like. But I want do, you to go have an actual race experience because yeah. that might, you know, that might inspire you to. Yeah. Right now, I'm just like inspired, that. inspired to get pound onto the trail miles. and pound out some miles, <laughs> and then like pound out miles after like a month of pounding out miles, then we can talk about a race experience. But okay. like, what's but, the big one that's over here, out Skyland that goes up? I don't know. I was just looking it up like two nights ago. Hmm. It's like a twelve mile. Um, it goes up. To, it goes up to Water Rock. I eat twelve miles of breakfast. That's what I'm saying, man. But I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Me neither. <laughs> I eat nine miles for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> twelve inches. That's a restaurant match. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've never been there, but I'll look. We're gonna get there. Yeah, it's really good. 
All right, so at the end of the week, <laughs> are you starting tomorrow? What's tomorrow? Okay. All right. Tomorrow is the first oh, day of rounding them miles. Tomorrow <laughs> I got it. I could, yeah. T- tomorrow what you got, I what do you got to do tomorrow morning? I'm going to go to the gym and pound out miles. What, what time? time? <laughs> about 12.30 after my uh, meeting at work. What time do you got to go to work? Okay. Let's, I got let's 5 a.m. So I get up at 3.30, 4. Really? Yeah, every day. Yeah. Yeah. You may pound out no. some miles at that time. Uh, you but want me to pound out miles at four in the morning? I'm going to in the morning. I'm going to start posting pictures. Hey. Yeah. Janae says out. you should run tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She'll get on me. You guys have no, created, she's saying she should, creating a monster right now. She can you don't sleep even know. in and then you can <laughs> run to work. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, not the first I know. Day. I try to get Caitlin to do that because she don't have a license. And I'm always like, just run to work. Oh she yeah, that's like real that. cute. <laughs> <laughs> real cute. Do they have a shower at work? Yeah. Nope. I'm gonna start pounding out miles, and I'm gonna start like eating better. I mean, think about it. We don't. We what is it? Eight months? I know. That's not a long time, guys. Uh, well, no, it's not. Right. It's not at all. When are we gonna get a patent so that I can start raising money for a bike and stuff? <clears throat> patent. Patent. Yeah. Isn't that what you say? Like when no one else can do what you're doing. <laughs> It's yeah. patented. Yeah. Patented. <laughs> we're still alive. You can start raising money. We're we just, should. Uh, we're just going for it. I'll put a post that we're going to have a meeting. Okay. To talk about sounds... logistics and everything mm-hmm. and yeah, possible and... fundraisers. Maybe we can get a sponsorship from Sunrise. Sunrise. Did you not hear the part where we need money? Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's asking for money. Look, bro. How about just like a t shirt or something? <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. Pounding miles. Okay. One of these. Yeah, hashtag pounding miles. These. Those are nice shirts, though. They really are nice shirts. Let me, let They're me, a lot nicer than, than these ones. As far as quality. <laughs> you like that, though? Change agent. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like Isn't that wild? Yeah, I know. Thank yeah, you. and I get a Res Hope shirt out of this, too, right? Yep. All right, you, cool. Why don't you complete it? Oh! <laughs> gold. <laughs> Here you go. Here's a Res Hope. Special, a special made. Your name on everything. Okay. Get one. All right, special all right. made. Yep. All right. Hashtag Let's do exclusive. This. You gonna you gonna send me encouragement, right? Yep. All the encouragement. Everybody text Lauren at twelve thirty tomorrow. Yep. Because you better be at that gym. <laughs> Accountability. Pounding miles. That's my new thing. Pounding miles. There you go. Let's do it. So you got anything else for for the for the viewers before we wrap it up? If you don't know what sunrise is, you better find out. That's right. <laughs> Come check us yeah. out. Three seventy North Louisiana. C4. 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 What you got, man? And the peer conference, uh, the ones that you was talking about that might be a little skittish about going to something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime you get into a room full of world changers like that, you're going to have some kind of breakthrough in your life. So I encourage anybody that's, you know, listening to this, that's a little on the fence about going to definitely step out of your comfort zone, make some yeah. connections and, and uh, start walking a different path in life. Right. You'll be empowered, I promise. Oh yeah, yeah. you will. Be you great will. two days. That's right. And if you didn't win, hit me, hit me or Caleb up, and we'll we'll buy you tickets. So you hear that, Janae? Yeah. Hashtag. You hear that, Janae? Pound out miles. Hashtag pound, <laughs> pound out, out miles. <laughs> Every post is gonna have that now. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to NC Raw. The NC Raw crew wants to thank today's musical contributors, Rival, whose work can be found by searching Rival 727 on YouTube, SoundCloud, and Facebook. And my dog, Logan Bruce, whose music is found on SoundCloud and Facebook by searching Logan Bruce Music. All of our content is available by visiting our website at www.ncraw.life.
visit our site, drop your email address in the little subscription box, and we'll email you exclusive content. Every time we release a new episode of the podcast, it'll be emailed directly to your, to your inbox with links to where you can listen. If you listen on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, whatever apps you use, you'll have a direct link there. Um, and also like our Facebook page and Twitter at WNC Raw. We're going to close out the show with a track from my dude, Logan Bruce, titled Sunday. This is Logan Bruce Sunday. Thanks for tuning in. See you guys. Song, anyone that's ever doubted me, like all the ex girls that when I was drunk would shout at me, like, What the hell is that? You trying to scare the alcohol out of me? Do it by myself so no one can look down on me. Damn, I'm proud of me. I always felt different. Like, no matter what I had, my heart was always missing. So to sit back and listen to what I cooked up in the kitchen, it's all just reminiscent why I made those bad decisions. But in the distance, my mission focused my vision. Try to use all my ambition just to be a musician. Found a bottle in the sand and lost my sight from the glisten. Now we back from remission, losing all our intuition. But I didn't give up when I was written off Sitting in the cell when the family had to split the car I my way out of hell when I had evidently lost Only time will tell which song I write will lift me off Now we crisscross like we on the course Shake it left, shake it right, move that ass back and forth Spitting truth about my life on the same four chords They always said I'd lose, whoa, look up at the score Cause life ain't easy like a Sunday Go in the wrong direction down the one way That'll make a good life for some someday If you Cause life ain't easy like a Sunday Swerving in and out of lanes on the runway Let the lights from the plane take you someplace Yeah, it is hold on We turn back the time, yeah, we turn back the clock Before we ever had those run-ins with the cops When all these drugs, they weren't nothing but talk Then the world left me behind, wait, there's something you forgot Parents put me on the spot when they heard I had a habit Cause life was getting old, always sharing an address I'ma hide in a purse because I don't mean to grab it And all these major league dreams turned codeine addicts I was sick of the world, sleeping on me like a mattress So I'd stay up late Write music and practice And abracadabra It disappeared It's like magic And then I came back A rock star To white honey credits Life ain't easy Like a Sunday Go in the wrong direction Down the one way That'll make a good life Us and someday If you hold I Life ain't easy Like a Sunday Swerving In and out of lanes On the runway Let the lights From the plane Take you someplace Yeah just hold I guess if a song could be a piece of advice Then I'd write a verse, yeah, I'd sing it to life I'd sing my heart on the these speakers and lights They said I'd have the world, but it comes with a price So I made the sacrifice and didn't give up hope Picked up my guitar, yeah, I made my own flow Let your head not slow, feel the rhythm in your soul Let Ohio know that I just dropped the new dope You can't shoot and can't smoke like it ain't no thing If it's all a Game of Thrones, then I'm the new king At the end of the rope, started strumming my strengths Just to let the world know I wasn't here in vain Cause life ain't easy like a Sunday Go in the wrong direction, down the one way That'll make a good life, us and someday If you hold I Cause life ain't easy like a Sunday Swerving in and out of lanes on the runway Let the lights from the plane take you someplace It is alright